Welcome to New Week, New Music, reviewing the hottest tracks with the hottest takes of 2020. My name is Brandon. I'm Eric. And I'm Ben. Each week, we're going to be looking at two albums released in 2020. Tonight, we're kicking things off with Green Day's Father of All Motherfuckers. And we'll be finishing things off with 2017 to 2019 by Against All Logic. So, for, uh, I know last week, when we were doing Dune Rats, we were saying, Green Day's album cannot possibly be worse. How's that a prediction hold up for you guys? It's still true for me. It's still true for it me, to be honest. It is absolutely not oh, true okay. for See, me. See, I was hoping one of us would hate it that much. <laughs> I mean, Let's, don't I, get me wrong. I didn't like it. No. But I didn't hate it as I, much I, as I will Rats. say this. This album was not nearly as bad as I was expecting it to be. This album is so much worse than wow, I was expecting okay. it to be. So why don't you start us off then? Uh, I just want to say, I, I don't mean to be this high, uh, to with this much hyperbole with everything is this is what I think the third or maybe even fourth week in a row one of us is saying this I honestly think this is the worst album I've ever heard in my life <laughs> oh my that's I'd, a hot take that, I'd wow. rather listen to Lil Wayne to Dune Rats to Logic Supermarket back to back to back really? than listen to this album one really? more time it's 25 minutes long that actually shocks me this I was album not expecting that is so bad in my opinion it disproves Relativity. <laughs> this, with this album, I quit drinking, got my one-week AA pin, and relapsed all in the time span of this album going on. Oh. It, it, it's just sad to me how bad this album was. It was the most soulless thing I've ever heard. And also, one thing I feel we should do for this entire review is this. <laughs> <laughs> Because it goes on. Yeah, it's every the, song. It's yeah, like every it doesn't song. end, does it? Why is it on every song? It doesn't need to be on Because they ran out of song. ideas. So I, I thought, let me give you the counter argument here. And when I'm talking the counter argument, I'm going from the worst album ever heard to like a strong two. So, I, you know, I, I listen to the first three songs and I'm like... Also, I do want to point out, one of my comments on the second song was, I literally thought it was just the first song playing over it. <laughs> it's the same song. Like, it's not even just the clapping, it's the same song. Yeah, so I thought, okay, this, nothing stood out as horrendous to me, but nothing stood out good in any way either. Six songs in, I'm like, huh, yeah, I still feel exactly the same. Nothing has happened on this album. And then the back half of the, half of the album, there were numerous songs where it's like, I have heard this song before. Yeah, I agree, on this album I'd heard those songs before, but also, I had heard these songs like, these were stolen riffs. No, and yeah. that recontextualizes the whole album as trash to me. Like, these aren't know, new songs. I know back on the Selena Gomez album, we roasted Kid Cudi for doing something that sounded like something off Speeding Bullet to Heaven. But on... What song was it? Junkies on a High is literally just Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Again, but oh, really, really bad. Yeah. It's the same. I didn't guitar. actually notice is that. Is that what the riff's from? I recognized yes. it, but oh. I didn't know where it came it's from. The, like, they literally ripped themselves off. Like, way more than anything else we've heard, where it's just like, oh, that sounds like something they did. But no, like, that's. It's the same song. No, I knew it was the same riff as something else. I just didn't know what. Yeah, that was bad. I. That was the song where I stopped and said, okay, no, this album is actually crap. Like, versus being, like... Just a, just a really bad album. It went from really bad to complete and total garbage. Yeah, right there. On that, that exact track. I... 
this this album was embarrassing. This album was insulting. I I could not believe that the same band that did Dookie, that did American Idiot, did this album. And I mean, last week we were, ta we were talking with Algiers where the production was so bad we actually knocked down. This is the worst production I've heard on an album since Death Magnetic. I don't know about that. I, to me, this is a poor execution of the sound that, like... <laughs> the production was pretty terrible. It so was very low effort. It's definitely a try for, like, Arctic Monkeys, that kind of sound. Um, but, yeah, no, they missed it. It's not... I don't think they tried at all. No, I, I think this I was just... zero a, effort here. Like, with the 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 cover art being, like, the unicorn, like, cutting the wrist of the hand holding the American Idiot grenade. It's, it really is just American Idiot, I mean, uh, Green Day, I'm sorry, shitting on their own legacy. I really think this was yeah. just a troll by Green Day. On Stab You in the Heart, I wrote, the king is alive, baby. <laughs> <laughs> on that song, I wrote, I wish somebody would stab me in the heart. <laughs> Sounds like Elvis. Hey, dude, I, I also got the late 50s, early 60s, early rock and roll thing going on there. <laughs> yeah, Except I, it just I, sounded like garbage. I was, it was like, so what bad. is this bullshit surf rock doing <laughs> yeah. It wasn't good, no. but it made me laugh. It made me laugh, too. I will say, this album wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, Not so that it was good. It was bad. I would have but, felt way more strongly about this if I hadn't listened to Dune Rats last week. Yeah. This album kicked the shit out of Dune Rats. I Brandon, you were you were crazy. Brandon, this album isn't even... like I made a list of my new ranking after this, and I have four albums that I liked le less than this album. Really? Yes. Okay, so, so I'm going Dune Rats, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne Eminem, Eminem, and Kesha. Really? Wow. You... Yeah. you Disliked that one might that. be. I might be able to. I might revisit that. I kind of assumed but, you would put Eminem, Lil Wayne, and yeah. Dune Rats below. Kesha but I'm may be better. To see Kesha below. So yeah, I, I might have to that reconsider much. that one. But as of now, I really didn't hate this as much as I thought it would. It sucks. Don't get me wrong. It sucks. But you had a strong hatred for those other four, though. Maybe not Kesha. I didn't hate Kesha. I just, I just thought it was bad. The other three, yes, I had a strong hatred for. This one, I don't have a strong hatred for, and I thought I would, but I don't. This is, it's I, just I'm very like okay they did this it sucks it's low effort but at least a couple of the songs were listenable you know if it was on the radio I wrote that on several songs if this song was on the radio I might not change the station yeah uh, I would agree this is I mean this is a cash grab like there's nothing going on here but it is I agree it's listenable it's mercifully short I think this yes. kind of goes back to one thing we were talking about towards the end of the last episode of just like what we value and one thing that you said, and I absolutely agree with, is that above all else, I value creativity. Yeah, yes. you absolutely do. This is the least creative album we've heard all year. I, I, I am not surprised at all to hear you say that this is your least favorite. I mean, a little maybe just because Dune Rats was so universally bad. But no, I, this I, I'm not shocked that you would put this as your worst because this is yeah. the epitome of this is Selena Gomez times a thousand. Oh yeah, it's oh so yeah, so much worse. This is everything you don't like in music. See, and part of that is because with Selena Gomez, like she's she's cookie cutter pop. That's kind of what it was supposed to be. This is the opposite. This of is that. Green Day's a punk band. This is the exact opposite of what they're supposed to be. They pioneered a sound 20 years ago. Yeah, and now they're. Rehashing a, 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 you know, terrible version of their earlier selves that's gone through a billion different filters and just become bland. I guess I do appreciate the blandness in one aspect, which is 
I really don't like listening to billionaires whining. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the same kind of problem Metallica runs into sometimes, stuff like that. Like, young, angry music does not come out of these guys' mouths and seem even slightly but, authentic. Yeah. Right. So I kind of appreciate that they didn't they didn't lean into something super political. They didn't lean into something super angry youth or anything. I mean, it's still a bad album, though. I mean... Fair enough, that was the entirety of what their band was about. Except Maybe they should have hung it up. Except for who's holding the drugs. My life's a mess and school is just for suckers. You have like a billion dollars. Your life isn't a mess, though. I, I hate but that. But at one stuff. point, he was a teenage teenager. He was, yeah. There was one song on this album that I actually kind of almost liked. What and it's a guilty pleasure. It? Meet Me on the Roof, the fourth song. It's not good, but I listen to that song I'm like, God. I was speechless at how bad that song is. Really? That was my favorite off the album. That one I, is... I thought it was really catchy. <laughs> it, it might be mine okay. too. <laughs> I was speechless with how bad it was. I, that one was, I, I was just like, this isn't awful, but I've heard it done better. Oh, of course. Yeah. I, I mean... Uh, and I've heard it before on this very same that's album. That's true. They, they continue with the clapping stuff. <sighs> oh, Dude, oh, oh, in the first... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> What's with the like old western slide guitar intro on Take the Money and Crawl? <laughs> it had nothing to do with the song. It was just there. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Because I, I, I did break my normal process of multiple listens. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do yeah. it. I, on a 26 minute album, you couldn't do it. I listened to Dune Rats three times. <laughs> god. That I did not do. And I, I, To Green Day's credit, they kept this album mercifully short. And, and even then, it was too long. <laughs> It, that 25 minutes still felt a lot this, longer. It was the longest yeah. 25, 26 minutes of my life. Dune Rats might only be worse because they were two minutes longer. Right. It was 26 or <laughs> 27. I would absolutely rather listen to Dune Rats. Oh, I still think you're this. totally wrong on that one. I, don't, I, don't, I, do not I don't see how you can possibly rather listen to Dune Rats. Because I at least laughed at Dune Rats. I got some form of enjoyment out of that. This was Didn't sad. you say it was the Star Wars Christmas special of albums last week? <laughs> What changed your mind? Listening to this album by comparison? Well, no, I even said last week that I laughed at it. Like, okay. I mean, I was like, it wasn't laughing with it. I was laughing at it. But I did get some sick form of enjoyment, and I did get some sick form of enjoyment out of the Star Wars Christmas special. Okay. Um, and I think this was worse worse than both of those okay. things. Wow, worse than the Star Wars Christmas special. This was worse than. Yeah, what? This was worse than Total's Anarchy. This was worse than. Chance the Rapper's Big Day. I'm just trying to think of like other just heinously awful albums I've heard recently. Uh, yeah, I... I will say, um, listening to a few of these has uh, really increased my appreciation for Lulu <laughs> by Lou Reed Metallica. Maybe I have to re-listen to that now. We do need to do that. We should make an episode out of that and just do like a full Fantano scale review <laughs> of Lulu. Bonus episode, Lulu review. Oh, I would the not benchmark and bad. I would music. not be opposed to do like bonus episodes of like really bad albums. Like I would be strongly Lulu, um, Angelic to the Core. Oh, which I have not. I've never heard, listened to it. Yeah. I haven't either. How do you know it's bad then? Why are you Why are you biasing yourself like that? Right, fair point. Fair point. I have not listened to it, but um, anyway. Is there to, anything else to say about this? Yes. Album? Okay. So, in Father of All Motherfuckers, did that intro remind you guys of, of anything? Because Me I heard, wanting to kill myself. Okay, fair enough. But that drum beat and the guitar is like a direct ripoff of Fire by Jimi Hendrix. I don't know if you guys did. Wait, guys, guys. I'd have to hear the song okay. again, and I'm just not. I'm just not gonna not make going you do that. do that. We played a fire as a stand tune for um, marching band in college. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Huh. 
How did that go? It was awesome. Nice. <laughs> because we would all learn it by ear and just like play whatever the fuck we wanted. Right. <laughs> Which is very Jimi Hendrix. There you uh, go. One thing I did want to say on the third song, oh yeah, that was just an insult to Joan Jett. And that and the and the sample was itself a cover of a Gary Glitter song, which is questionable. Ooh, that's, uh, that's a morally. Uh, and I think I'd rather listen to the Gary Glitter version. <laughs> now that's punk. That might be the hottest take I've ever heard. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this album. Oh. I yeah. What about I, the... I don't have much. Else so to so graffiti. Yeah, I had heard that riff song whatever before too did anybody else i it was some I, bar anthem that's all i wrote i, I don't know what it was everything but on yeah this album. exactly but there that's when i picked out like this riff is stolen there wasn't yeah. a single creative thought on this album how did this album what about your copyright you can take a walk or you can suck my cock <laughs> <laughs> it's just my luck and i don't give a fuck that would have been great out of eminem or lil wayne yeah that would have been good if, like, a 15-year-old wrote it in, like, 1987. This honestly sounds like... These are 50-year-olds in This honestly sounds like what you'd hear at a high school battle of the bands. Dude, this, I wrote, this album reminds me of high school. It didn't remind me of my high school. It didn't <laughs> remind me of my high school experience, because I never listened to these guys. It just reminded me of high school. <laughs> this album was high school. High school angst. Yes. Coming from your 55-year-old... Yeah, coming from 53-year-old. Weird yeah. uncle. Right. I mean, sure, but do they have better than a high school education? Like, did they stop there? I would like to think they were doing drugs as teenage teenagers. They were doing drugs and doing drug deals, apparently. So maybe they never graduated. This is the worst thing I've ever heard. It's like they sobered up. It's really not. I think you need you need to cut the hyperbole. It it really isn't. And like, I really didn't want to say this because, like I said, this is what the fourth week in a row we've said that. Well, okay, to be fair, three of those comments were mine. I don't know. Have you guys made that comment yet, This or was it just me? I have now. yet to make that. I know I Eric has it, yeah. But I, I really, truly think this is the worst album I've ever heard. Wow. I can't give it to that just because the production yeah. quality is okay. It's not. It's awful. I, well, actually, that's funny. I think it's the worst produced that's album Eric said all year. Yeah, I thought it was at, at least up there. I was, I'm was. i surprised to hear you say that, considering you're the guy who knows about that stuff. I, I thought it sounded terrible, but this, but it didn't bother me either. Like I was not bothered by this album. I really wasn't. Like I, could, I didn't hate it. And based on all of the... Uh, you know, talk that was going on around it about it being one of the worst albums ever and the single Father of All Motherfuckers just being hated. I didn't think it was that bad. I, I really didn't. I, I was I was pretty okay with it just on the grounds that it was really short and it didn't do anything to piss me off, really. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I passed my time. I'll probably never listen to it again, but it it didn't upset me. But I'm also a lot more tolerant of like, oh yeah, I've heard that all before. Whatever, right. zone out for 20 minutes and yeah. I, I do agree that the best thing uh, to say about this album is that it was really short. Yeah, it was the shortest we've heard all year. Yeah, I mean, we're only at what 13 albums so far, so it's not exactly yeah. a lot. You're real pushing it if you go shorter than 26 minutes on an album, though. You're starting to get into EP territory. Yeah, like these guys are pushing what I would call an album, but punk albums should be short. I mean, at least this and Dune Rats, to both of their credit, they got the form format right. They're short songs, they're short albums, it's, you know, the right instrumentation. They, they actually, I mean, they seem to know what punk music is. They might not be any good at it anymore, but... It was mercifully short. It's not a two-hour punk ballad or something. So this Honestly, kind of what you guys are saying is decently similar to how I felt about Dune Rats. Like, it... it I'll, 
Although I do think I think Dune Rats is worse than you guys think this album is. But it was a lot. It, it was on. It happened. It was over. So I guess and, the my my but, distinction is both were creatively bankrupt, but these guys were at least ripping off their own sound, whereas Dune Rats right. was ripping off other people's sounds. I could like sound wise. See, Brandon cares most about probably originality, creativity. Eric really values production. I I value both those things, but above all, I just value sound. And sure, it's derivative. Sure, sure it's stupid. Sure, it's low effort, but it didn't offend my eardrums. And for that reason, I just can't load this album like some other people seem to. Yeah, I can see that. It's yeah, yeah. I don't got much else on yeah, this one. This uh, this is gonna be a short short bit because yeah, I, I'm a lot of things to say. Yeah, short bit for a short album. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to talk about too an album, especially don't want this kit to be longer than the album itself. So, shall we just move on to Against All Logic? Real Let's do it. quick, right. real quick. We did not talk about Fire Ready Aim or Sugar Youth. Well, Fire Ready Aim is the same song as Father of All. Oh, we did say that. We didn't talk about Sugar Youth, and I wrote down nothing to say about this. Uh, <laughs> Thank you um, for taking The only thing I said for Sugar Youth is, why is his voice so washed out on every song? Because <clears throat> he can't sing anymore, so he hides it behind that effect. God, it's so bad. I just yeah. wanted to hit every song, you know. Yeah, we've we've yeah, done it for every other enough. album except Doom Rats. And I just, it yeah. did, Fire Ready Aim did kind of make me off. It's like, hey, the first song sucked. Let's make it suck again and play the same song. And the first twice. half of the album was considerably better than the second half. <laughs> you know what? I take that back. We did say something about every song on Doom Rats. Yeah, we did, didn't we? We did, did it we? in the span of like 10 seconds, we did. but we right. did. We did, yes. Uh, let's just move on to Against all something logic. that was actually good. Whoa, don't get ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> all, right, uh, all right, anyway, so moving on to Nick, uh, well, Against the Logic, a.k.a. Nicholas Jar's new album. Um, and my goal for this one is to not embarrass myself because electronic music is, without a doubt, the genre that I know the least about. Um, I don't listen to it a whole lot. Um, we're in my territory. Yeah, yeah we're, we're definitely in, in your territory. That being said, I fucking love this album. I also love this album. Okay, you're both correct. This oh, is fantastic. Thank, okay, good. Yeah. Jeez. Um, I, and it was really not what I was expecting it to be, because um, Against the Logic's been much more like ambient in the past, in my in my opinion. Um, this was very glitchy. Yeah, but it it's, it's glitch that's derived from ambient music compositional techniques. Yeah, and there there's definitely still a lot of ambience on here, but there there was... Um, especially towards the end, which honestly, the um, I know we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but the end when it went more pure ambience it was honestly like some of my least favorite parts of the album. I, I completely love- agree. I actually wrote down, which I think was in the end, this was at its best when it stayed away from the more traditional synth elements and stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, no, I strongly agree. And that that being said, I still did like the end songs. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. They were just a big step down from the brilliance, in my opinion, that was the first three quarters of this album. Hmm, interesting. I, I thought this album was good through and through. I was much more interested in the beginning of it than the end. But yeah, no, I, I mean, I didn't... This is an album where when I'm talking about low points, I'm starting to pick out specific elements from certain songs versus like, yeah, the whole middle third was a low point <laughs> yeah, for some of these it, others. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also think this is... This is another 40-plus-minute album that uses that time well. Yes. Extremely well. Yeah, there was yeah. never a dull moment or uh, a moment of 
uh, of where it felt like I was working. Yeah. Well, actually, I take that back. The whole album I was working, but it was a good kind of work. It was a good kind of, of attention getter. It was a good kind of it challenge. Is, it is a, a little abrasive at times. It's extremely abrasive. That was my uh, favorite part of the album. Yeah, it's no, jarring. I, it's abrasive. It makes you focus. It's like doing a homework. It's like even if I weren't reviewing it, I would feel like I was doing a homework assignment because it makes you pay attention. My absolute favorite part about this album, and it's throughout the entire album for the most part, is like it'll be just doing like the the standard like groove that it's set up for, and then it'll do like wild out for like one second, right, and then go right back into yeah. what it was doing before, like it yeah. didn't even skip a beat, right. And I just was so impressed by that. And it was so well crafted, so well mixed. Every little thing you could tell was done on purpose and that was the one word i took away from this album was intentionality yeah i felt like whoever the guy made nicholas jarge is that his yeah the guy's name yeah um like he knew exactly what he was going for in this album i don't know about that one I you mean, can like, disagree it's okay so I, I don't i don't disagree with the sentiment i do disagree a little bit in that i think some of this was composed randomly now there is a great deal of taste involved in recording a bunch of takes of random sequencing and stuff like that and picking good ones or cutting and pasting and stringing together something that works. I mean, don't get me wrong, I completely agree with the sentiment. This was meticulous, this was extremely well done, but I do think some of this was not, you know, every note placed where mm -hmm. he wanted it versus curating right. some randomness. kind of seeing what happens. Which yeah. I love, absolutely yeah. love. Um, I, I do think... Uh, with this album, we go from what I thought was the worst produced album of the year with Green Days. I think this is without without a doubt the best produced album we've heard all year. I would probably agree with that, um, at least up there. Yeah, um, what what would be, maybe is Mac this, Miller is the other candidate, perhaps, or something probably, else. Yeah, probably. Yeah, this I would is, have to agree with that. Yeah, I think this. Is, I was really impressed. Uh, with this. Uh, maybe yeah. Apocalypticas, but there was such a there was like a sea of difference between the levels that it takes to make that album sound like it was produced well for something like this. Yeah, I think this gets into the distinction between production and engineering for me. I don't know that this is the best engineered album. I mean, Selena Gomez might be the best engineered album. I'm talking about, you know, just purely how clean are the instruments that make stuff like that. Right. This is probably not the winner there. For production, yeah, this is the winner. But mm. well, uh, a lot of it is, he does go for like a lo-fi. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's... It was definitely like a choice at least it sounded like a choice to me. But uh, let's, should we just like go? Let's talk, I want to talk about each and every song in this album. I, I guess every song I, is worth talking I about. I wrote so, I wrote so much more for this album than I typically, than I ever have before. I did too. And there was one song where I was just on a roll, just typing away like crazy. And that was, I'm, yeah. I am curious to see which one that is. Okay, well, I, yeah. We will we'll start to... with Fantasy featuring Beyonce, except not actually featuring Oh, was it Beyonce? Beyonce? That was, did, that was you, actually it was Beyonce. Beyonce's okay. I had sound no idea. Clips. Interesting. Mm. I'm amazed how he was able to get away with that without saying featuring Yeah, because there was no feature on that one. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. He probably um, just paid a record company or whatever. Yeah. I imagine she got paid somewhat. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. There's no way she didn't. Beyonce. Beyonce gets yeah. paid. <laughs> yeah, Beyonce always gets paid. But I I loved the opening with like the wind chimes is what it yeah, sounded Yeah, whatever like. that was. I'm yeah. almost 100% certain that is Mutable Instruments Rings. That's a lot of things. So, so, so that is a specific Eurorack synth module that is incredibly popular in ambient music. Oh, okay. It almost I've heard it before. 
I've heard I'm it in, um, uh, there was a Portishead song that used it, a uh, really famous song. I, 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 yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not 100% sure, yeah. but I think that that is like a canonical sound yes. in this type of music. So okay. I figured, yeah, I, don't, I didn't know what to call it. I just said like clay. Yeah, I, like, I didn't know. I just said yeah. wind chimes because that's what it sounded like to right. me. I assumed it was a synth of some type. Yeah, and but, but to, to put some more context on that, that is... You know, that's very much like opening a rock album with a guitar solo. That's like, yeah. it's a, it, that is a statement to open your album with that specific sound because yeah. to people who listen to this kind of music, that is a sound that is, you know, it's almost the guitar of this kind of music, mm -hmm. I would say. Right. And and, it, and it's funny because it starts with that. It does the clang, you know, I can't even do it, but for the first 10 seconds, and then all of a sudden there's this really like powerful, like explosive, uh, fuzzy noise that just hits you over the head. It's like, mm -hmm. oh. Oh, so that's what this album's gonna be. It's yeah. gonna be disjointed. It's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna the, hit you over the head a few times, the and then it gets The percussion on yeah. this song, uh, setting a tone for the whole album, was just impeccably done. Yeah, it just—it's so groovy, drives it so well, and just the the glitch sound going on the whole time. I, I couldn't decide on the production if all the you know the different panning and different pitching and stuff and slight arrhythmic sections and things were all like planned or if he curated randomness for that as well and either way i am incredibly impressed either way the end result is very intentional and very well done yeah if he, if yeah. he meticulously placed all of those that's amazing yeah. if he managed to get yeah. a random process to give him this that is also amazing right um another thing that i loved and once again i i said it countless times throughout this album is i i called it the layering i don't know what to actually call it but like because he would have like these really calm soothing like background yes sounds. he would yeah and then just in front of that is just this like really glitchy banging lo-fi sound effects and then like beneath all of that it has like the driving percussion right and it just and that was almost every song that he had that going on yeah, yeah that similar thing yeah which is really cool and yeah. I, I, I i could not get enough of it yeah i i loved it so much to I, call out another specific element on this one i, I thought the the symbol choice is really good. Once, once again, is a, yeah. is a theme throughout this whole album. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the sound design, the whole album sound design was amazing. But yeah, I, I will say that for the first, you know, probably 30, 40 seconds of this song, I wasn't quite sure what to think because I wasn't expecting it to be so glitchy and disjointed. Uh, I was like, okay, is this gonna work? Is this gonna mesh, or is it just gonna sound like a bunch of things thrown at a wall? And as the song went on, I, I really started to appreciate it more and more. And by the end of the song, I was pretty much on board with the album. I, I had very high hopes for the rest of it. This is definitely yeah. a, like a genre, an area that I'm familiar with. Yeah, 30 seconds, I was so excited. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, yes. Yeah, I, I was I was in the same boat as you, Ben. Like, I, I was expecting it to be much more ambient than it was. Right. And like this, this yeah. glitching Beyonce comes in, I'm like, what is yeah. this? I think I like it, but what is this? Yeah. And it just... I then yeah, by the end of the first song was like, I love this, I want more of this. And then going back and listening to the song again, you would appreciate the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean and going going right into the second song of Loving You Is Wrong, which uh, samples a Luther Ingram song I love because I, okay. I was curious. Uh, song by the same name. Um God, also just really fantastic. Really, really fantastic. I love like the bouncing like piano lines that were going yeah. on in here. Uh, it's, yeah, it's like an FM pair for the like right from the intro that kind of like it was Yeah, the like kind of doorbell chimey uh keyboards were really cool. And then about like I don't know, maybe 20 30 seconds of the song when the cymbals come in, it was so fat. Yeah. This uh, yeah. this song was a little bit more of what I was expecting. It was a definitely a bit more ambient. Yeah. Uh, still had a lot of like the glitchiness that 
uh, I really enjoyed, but it was a lot more ambient than the first song was. This one highlighted for me a, a, another theme through the album, but that maybe I didn't see or need to see so much on the first song was, uh, you know, right around the halfway kind of point, he brings in this new melody, and then he does the, the kind of weird glitchy synth solo, yeah, and like the back two-thirds really, really like strong. Whiny, high-pitched synth lines towards yeah, the back Yeah, and, and so that, that all brought me to think, he did an excellent job of adding in new elements or change-ups where needed. Like, right when I'm starting to say, okay, I'm ready to hear something new, there it is. Yeah. Every time. E yeah, every single time. I mean, I would pick up my pencil to write, okay, he needs to change it up here, and then it would happen, and I'd put the pencil down. Yeah, it's like, well... He, he just... never lets you fall into a groove, this entire album. He, he, Despite but, there being groove elements... But he doesn't he never, ruin it. Yeah, he doesn't, no, no, no. You know, if the audience yeah. is enjoying it, he lets it ride. Right, exactly. But then he changes it up right. at the right time. Which is right. kind of what I was saying at the very beginning of this, when he would do, like, those one, two-second, like, I don't yeah. even really know what to call them. Like, yeah, it's a glitch. Yeah, yeah. glitch like offshoots or whatever. That and it like you just be listening, be grooving to it, you vibe into it, and then he just hits you with something. You're like, well, what the hell was that? But then it goes like right back in. You're all and you're like kind of thinking to yourself like, did I imagine that? Right. Did this make me think that? Or in with this whole album is very dreamy, very ethereal, and. It, oh God, I I could go on and on about how much I love this album. Well, we're gonna have seven more chances to. <laughs> so and thank God for that. In in with an addict, I think this was a really cool compositional thing he did. We're talking about those glitches. About halfway through the song, he drops the same drum beat, but he changes the mix so it accents different elements of the percussion kit and changes the rhythm. That was so cool. Yeah. Did this uh, song remind you of the Minecraft soundtrack at all? Because it definitely reminded me of that. I mean, th these things, this um, genre of music shares a little bit with soundtrack design, and that it's kind of ambient, it's kind of background, but it's also and That's not. actually one thing I say later on. I, I don't remember what song I say that on. It's like, some video game studio needs to get this guy on the phone. Yeah. Like, this dude would make the most banger video game soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's an, an area where this kind of music has a lot of overlap with... It's, it's the kind of, it needs to be almost like, almost transition that you can listen to it for a long time and not get bored, but also, you know, keeps your interest a little bit, but yeah. isn't obtrusive kind of thing. This, and this album, and th this song is when I really start to feel this way. It's a master of subtlety in a way, which is kind of surprising with like glitch EDM. But like it just does, like what you're saying, we're like accenting different parts of the drum line without actually changing the drum line. It just makes this like really subtle build to the energy that the song's doing, and there's just and there's so many just really small things that you, I could listen to this album five more times and probably find something new relating to it every time where just a subtle way of just adding to the intensity, adding to the energy, and I... I think that's a, an element I, of this kind of compositional style too, is, you know, depending on how he created this, one way that people do these kind of albums and these kind of things is you kind of build a bass track, and then underneath it you have the randomness, the chaos and everything kind of piped in and modulating a whole bunch of elements and you're riding that amount of craziness that you let seep into the track and doing it tastefully is really difficult. Yeah. Or, and you know, 
The other way is you program this all in by hand and you, you have complete control, in which case making it sound this chaotic and random is really difficult. So, either way, either road he took to get here, he just it, did such a great yeah. job. I, I, I think With an Attic might be my favorite song on the album. This one, it does have one of my complaints in that I do think this could have been a hair shorter, this song. I think was this was the longest song. Yeah, it, it like might have been. Over it was seven over seven, minutes. I believe. Yeah, this one could have been a hair shorter. Yeah. To me. Um, I, that's a pretty minor complaint considering I still enjoyed the whole song. I just he could have probably done this in six minutes or five minutes. I'm not. I don't know if I necessarily agree or disagree with that. Um, I do. Agree, I, I. It did feel a little long, but like you said, I enjoyed the entire song. So I, I see where you're coming from. I don't know if I agree, but God, I, I loved it. Uh, the whole song, and I also really, really love the next song on the album. Uh, if you can't do it good, do it, do it hard. This was actually my least favorite song was on the it album. Really? It was, was my least not that it was bad. Oh, I love this. Song. I'll tell you one reason why. I saw on Spotify it said featuring Lydia Lunch. I was fully expecting Lydia Lunch to actually be a part of this track, and then when it turned out to just be a sampled quote of hers, I was a little disappointed. I wasn't. I wasn't super big on the sample. That yeah. was the, the yeah. problem. I, I liked everything on this track except the sample. Wasn't huge on it. It was a little bit too forward for my for my this, vibe on this song. As I said in the last one of just being a master of subtlety, this might be the least subtle. Oh, by far. That's <laughs> by track far. On yeah. the and I, I liked the hard hitting, you know, uh, beginning to it. I, I liked that part. I think it was the sample itself that it just seemed a little bit uh, low effort place, for yeah. and, and out of place for. Everything else, they it's still a solid track. Speaking of the, still the percussion, my comment on the, the percussion at the beginning of, of the song was this fucking percussion, though. Yeah, because <laughs> this fucking percussion, though. I really like the uh, they had a section where he did these like atonal bends of everything, where he's like bending all the notes, but to but not to other notes. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Yeah, I, I just loved how reverby and echoey the intro. Of the yeah, song I did was. love the intro. Yeah, very spacey. Which I, I think something kind of goes in. I think it gets a little sci-fi towards the end as well. Which yeah, uh, he kind of starts referencing with this song. Um, but yeah, I, I love the feature. I love the energy that it brought. Um, thought the layering once again was masterful. Of just all the different lines, the vocals, the percussion, the calm, soothing ambience in the background, the abrasive, in-your-face glitchiness. Yeah, it was it was so good. And, th and this is like where I really started like noticing and acknowledging like the really short like side yeah. bits that he does for like one or two seconds. That's a, see, that's another element of this style of music that I think is really difficult to nail is it has to be accessible enough that people will listen long enough to start picking up details. Right. If you do this and it's too out there, it's very easy to write it off really quickly. So you have to be, you have to kind of ride that line between giving the seasoned listener enough interesting stuff to do, while hooking new people, you right. know, somebody who's not familiar with this style of music still has to have something there that they want to hear, which mm -hmm. I think he nailed. Absolutely, yeah, I mean, you know a lot more about this stuff than I do, but I, I think we probably enjoyed this album 
equally and for a lot of the same reasons and maybe for some different reasons too but yeah i mean it's it is accessible but it also makes you pay attention yeah, yeah absolutely this is seeming like it's going to be another one of those episodes where we just kind of agree on everything yeah. the biggest disagreement we've had so far is you guys didn't think uh, green day was the worst album <laughs> <laughs> which is a bold statement <laughs> i stand by that as a very bold statement still uh, we'll see uh, I guarantee you there will be an album this year that you will look God, like. God, I really hope not. More than that. <laughs> We're scraping like, the bottom here, man. Yeah. Uh, so alarm. alarm. Yeah, alarms. I, I like this one a lot. It's getting very industrial on this song. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Uh, um, I love, like, the, the bouncing bass. just like, boom, boom. Like, it just yeah. sounds like, like bouncing a ball. It sounded like an alarm. Yeah. yeah. I, I said this is the fifth song on the album and the fifth time I've loved the intro. Yeah. God, he had such great intros. <laughs> the intros oh, are great. Yeah. The, this the 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 percussion that sounded a little like Latin to me. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. A lot of banging on the like. Yeah. Like I, I wrote down pots and pans is kind of what it reminded me of. But yeah, mm -hmm. certainly clangy. You know, more. Very kinda, industrial. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And speaking of industrial. Um, it leads really well into D for's. That transition might be like the best song to song transition. It was I've so good. Well, and, and it's you know, very. It's long probably time. a bit for us, uh, late for us to mention this, but every song I believe transitioned right at the next song in this album. There were no. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Which was like, awesome. Yeah, and, this yeah. is like could be like something like Sleep's Dope Smoker, where it's yeah. not really an album. It's just one, one really song, really long right? song, yeah. and I'd totally buy it. Yeah. It happened more than once in this album where I was. Looking over to write down, hmm, this is starting to get a little long, and realize, oh nope, I'm in a new song now. And that's yeah, exactly like, what happened about Defers. Is I I was listening because I, I was taking notes, so I wasn't looking, and then I'm like, huh, this song's gone, and like, oh, oh, we're on Defers now. I thought we were on Alarm. It, it exact was like same experience. One of yeah. the best transitions. Yeah, it was excellent. Song I've ever heard. And speaking of industrial, this one gave me kind of a Nine Inch Nails type. Um, I definitely got feeling. a lot of like a sci like sci-fi ish yeah. industrial vibe on this one. This it, one was, I think, though, this one fell into the trap a little bit of being a little too traditional synth work-wise for me. Mm -hmm. But I, I would have liked something a little more interesting there. But in the concept of being one of the middle tracks of this album, and which had a strong finish, I don't, I don't mind the it. But cowbell, it was... <laughs> the cowbell at the finish. Yes, ding, oh, I love ding. it. Ding, ding. <laughs> I, I like the second synth line on this one where it came in kind of behind the noise that was up in the front of this track. I, I like that a lot. I really liked, uh, kind of like pretty close to the middle, I think, I, I don't really remember, but it was like the really high-pitched like whirring. It sounded like someone's like drilling into my brain, but like in a yeah, good way. Right, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, God, I loved this so much. It reminded me a lot of... Uh, contact off of mm. uh, random oh. access memories which is actually I believe the second time I've said that this year <laughs> uh, but it, it really did it really had a lot of like that sci-fi feel to it that I just I really loved in the context of it and going into to faith this actually reminded me of this video game I used to play back in like the 90s it's called Load Runner, and that's when I was like, yeah, Load Runner, like yeah. somebody, some game studio needs to get Nicholas Jar on the phone and yeah. get him on the team because, yeah, Faith was cool. It it continued saying Bing, 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 but it, but this one was kind of opposite because most of the songs had the this calm, soothing, you know, well, uh, keyboards, but then point. they put the what this, was the the song where you say you just went on forever on it writing? Oh, oh we'll get to that. It's, oh, we it's not Faith. That, yeah. It's not Faith. Um, uh, but this one's cool because it had kind of the, the ding, 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 ding. Yeah. But then the rest of the song was like, it had like the choral, like church-like 
Um, the, uh, the like yeah. ange- I go like the angelic choir. Yeah, the angelic choir exactly, yes. and which was like really calm and soothing, and it was just like this is one of those where you could kind of relax for a little bit and just kind of let the sounds come in. And how close did you listen to the bass line on this one? I love the bass line so on this one. This this probabilistically gated bass, so nice. So so this is where you you write a bass line right. Mm-hmm. And the bass line plays the same thing every time, and then you go through, and for every note in the bass line, you assign it a probability. Something like, okay, there's a 50% chance this note triggers. Oh, wow. There's a 25% chance this note triggers, and then you loop it a bunch of times, and that's how you get that bass line that it never repeated itself the oh, whole really? track. But See, I, it was I never all still yeah, the yeah, same I, bass line because it was, right. you're playing the same bass line over and over, but you're getting different variations of it just because huh. certain notes are more likely to trigger than others. And no kidding. Of course, curating that is incredibly difficult, yeah. right? I'm yeah. glad we have you on the show because yeah, uh, you know so much. <laughs> like you know so much more about. <laughs> like, oh, that's a probabilistic gate. Oh, oh, okay. I was like, oh, sure, that sounds Alrighty. cool. I got so excited. For that. Take your word on that. Yeah, that is actually really cool. Yeah. My biggest complaint on the album, though, I actually do think, is on this song because this is another song that's quite long. I think this song is actually seven minutes on the dot. Um, there's like a really big retardando, like about two thirds of the way through the song, which I think is actually really, really cool. And then it transitions into something that just sounds completely different from the first. Yeah, like the last minute and a half yeah. or so. Yes, that's and true. Yeah. It felt like it should have been two songs. It was the only part of the whole album that felt out of place. I was opinion. expecting like a halftime section when he slowed it down, but then. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't dislike the the ambient. I, I enjoyed it. it. It was a little bit. It made me think for a second. Though I'm like, I was expecting the halftime beat, and then it didn't happen. I'm kind of right. oh, okay, interesting. But I did like it. it. It sounds good, but it does lead into the final two songs of the album, which were probably my two least favorite. Not because they're bad, but because they're the most basic. This, this is what I got into with the, the more traditional synth work right at the end. This was not quite as wild as as everything else. And so yeah, I, I, it, I didn't dislike it. I still enjoyed the tracks a lot. It just wasn't quite there with the rest of the album, which was just so good. Yeah, like the first, every song up till the last two minutes or so of Faith to me was like honestly like a 10 out of 10. And then the last bit, it just doesn't have the creativity, doesn't have like the wow factor that the rest that the beginning album had. Still very good, and but it, it just didn't have the same things that I really liked in the first, the first parts of the album. Yeah, I, I agree with that one. And that, I mean, we're talking dropping from really high scores to still pretty high scores. I mean, yeah, like it, it's none no, of these songs were bad at no, all. Oh, absolutely. None of these not. were even average. These were all good. Yeah, but it's the degree of good. Yeah, the worst song on here is a really good song. Yeah. So getting into Penny. Yeah. I was not expecting like a chop style kind of almost like hip hop kind of sample flipping thing. Yeah, this I think was probably the most like danceable song. Yeah, I was. This uh, this definitely was the song that would sound the most in place at the club. Yeah, so I thought this was interesting too, though, because I started listening to it. You know, he starts with the chops and then some synths kind of come in. This is a very standard kind of like lo fi hip hop technique, Mm -hmm. but then he didn't do that. He made like dance music with it. And so I was excited for that because 
I was ready for your, your standard kind of lo-fi hip-hop to hit, and the fact that it didn't, I liked that a lot. But it was, there, was, there wasn't any crazy out there production on this one. This was more, I thought it was interesting musically, but the production was stuff I had heard before. There was one thing on this song, and this was actually the song where I wrote like a whole paragraph and I was just typing away like yeah, a maniac. I, I love, um, I'd love to Did you guys, there was one thing about this song that stood out into me, and it was the sound of the pennies hitting the floor. Did you guys notice that as well, by chance, in this Is song? Is that what that was? Because uh, I was I, listening I, I to it. I think I'm going to have to re-listen to this yeah, song. This one, I would highly encourage you to go back to this one, because I'm, I'm, did I'm you guys listen go with that? Oh, of <laughs> course. Did you guys listen with headphones or or not? I was in Just headphones. Just out of curiosity. I, no, I was on my surround sound, which, by the way. Which, yeah. If you guys haven't, you need to hear this on surround sound. Okay. Because it's, uh, it, even on Spotify, it actually does, at, at the very least, 5.1. Is this really mixed in 5.1? Um, at the very least, it does, has some surround sound. Because my, um, my setup isn't true surround sound. It's virtual because getting true surround sound on computers is surprisingly hard. <laughs> um, but it, it was uh, recorded in a way where it was, yeah, it was just going all over at some parts. I picked up a lot of that stereo image in the headphones. Because, yeah, I mean, headphones, you get a better stereo image than just stereo speakers. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I fully believe you. So anyway, back to, yeah, so I was listening on headphones, and so it starts off, and yeah, it's got the really cool dance, I'm kind of bobbing my head a little bit, but I know that there's weird stuff coming down the road, because this album doesn't let you just enjoy it. It makes you, it, it freaks you out a little, it's <laughs> you, a little creepy. You it's got, a, it's you kind of just focus on this album. You do have to focus, it doesn't ever let you not focus, and it's a little creepy, it's got little jarring little things that'll just throw at your brain. But, but listen to it again, yeah. you can zone out here if you want. Like, if you want to really yeah, listen yeah, to it, you yeah. have to focus, but you right. could also put this on in the background and be totally That's happy. true, oh, but yeah. you wouldn't get enough out of it. You wouldn't get out of it what you deserve to, to get. To truly yeah. appreciate yeah. them, you really got to focus. You yeah, absolutely should do a deep listen. Absolutely. Yeah. But I was listening, I was in my headphones, and um, and then that, like, cling jang uh, sound comes up, and I legitimately thought, because it sounded like silverware had fallen in my kitchen behind me. That's what I thought had happened. So I was like, you know, I stopped, I was like, was that in the song or did that happen in the room? And then about 15 seconds later, same sound. And I'm like, okay. And again, but my initial reaction was like, oh, silverware, silverware just fell in the room behind me. Like, oh, you're, clearly it's the song. <laughs> and then that same sound happened probably six or, you know, five or six more times throughout the song. And every single time I knew it was in the song, but it didn't stop me from thinking that it was in the room behind me. And it was just the weirdest thing because it did not sound like it was coming from my headphones. That's it sounded really... outside of, it wasn't my right headphone, it wasn't my left headphone. It sounded like it was outside of me, which was, really I was so impressed by that. production yeah. statement there too. Extremely. Like the mixing skill and stuff to do that yeah. is phenomenal. I was so impressed by that. And then I went back and listened to it uh, without headphones. And again, you know, similar effect, maybe not quite as pronounced, but I was so impressed by that. And and it was so just, it's, it's creepy. It was a freaky sound because it's just like, it messes with like, cause your initial, you know, three tenths of a second reaction is, oh, something fell. And they're like, oh no. Wait, no. No, it's just the song. But uh, I wrote it was like uh, if you like from Dark Side of the Moon if you took the alarm clocks from time with the cash register on uh, money and just like pumped it full of steroids that was that, what that effect was like like I don't want to hear this again I would rather hear those awful alarms on time than, than have to because at least those are like in your face but this was like just like it's like oh I, I barely heard that in the back of my head and it's freaking me out I, I really need to go back and listen to yeah it. yeah I, 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 I'll have I, to again I definitely did miss that uh, but. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he do something like that. Um, 
And finishing up with, which was definitely my least favorite song on the album, uh, You yeah, that's Forever. Fair. Um, this was the most true ambient song on the album, in my opinion. Yeah, and this was also my least favorite. Still a really good song. Still, yeah, still a great still song. Still damn good, yeah. Um, but everything up to this point, um, which I did write down, Penny kind of being included in this, but I will have to go back to it. But I think it does end on the lowest points of the album, which is really unfortunate. But I liked, but 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 on the other side, bad, the, like the lowest parts of this album, yeah, are better than pretty much anything we've heard all year. There is one thing I really liked about this song, though, and it's that it just kind of slithers out the door. There's it. It just it it it, 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 so... it, it, it uh, There's a um, decrescendo it, and then it just kind of like fizzles out. But you keep thinking there's something that's gonna come, and I mentioned earlier about this being kind of like a, a creepy album, kind of like a horror movie. That's what I really liked about this song is that, like, even if I was after it was over, like, I feel like there's gonna be some weird sound that's gonna come back. I feel like there's more, but there's not, and it leaves you with that kind of sense of anticipation and anxiety. Unsettling. It's unsettling, and I thought I actually kind of appreciated that about this ending I, track. I, I wonder too, you know. I don't know how you would end this album on some of the earlier songs. Like, it's so wild. I don't know how you get out of that smoothly. Right. You do need a little bit of a and I do at the end. I think he ramped down after Defers. He kind of he brought it in a little bit. He cleaned it up a little bit. It was not quite as wild from that point onward. Defers is probably the hardest song on the album. Sure, but 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 after yeah, that, it's it's. it's yeah. It's definitely a which down. It's a bit of a letdown, but I think it's only a bit of a letdown because the first half of this album is so terribly good that wrapping it up in any way is a little bit. But I can't think of a more cohesive way to wrap it up that's right. gonna not I, leave you. Wanting there's more. only one album I've ever heard where it's like this level of chaotic. Or, well, honestly, the album I'm going to say is even more chaotic than this. That ends really well, and that's. Uh, the daughter's album from 2018. Mm. If you guys are oh yeah, I did listen to it. Yeah, but the like the, how they do like the orchestral intro or yeah. outro. That that's the best way I've ever heard like a truly chaotic album brought down. It is quite possibly one of the hardest things to do in music to take something so outlandish and chaotic and all over the place and bring it home really well. And, and if you can't 110% stick the landing, I would rather be left wanting more yeah. than left bored. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And the, and it's not even he does a bad job. No, it, not at all. But it's, it just, it sounds so different from how the rest of the album was that it does leave a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. That being said, I, I know we keep saying this, it's still great. I still think the end of this is... A whole album of just the end would probably be a like an upper, like yeah. a top three album of so far. Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah I did this, want to talk. Yeah, go ahead, Eric. So I was just gonna say real quick this this song, "You Forever," is this will be the first time I've said this this year. This song could have stood to be a little longer. Yeah, I've said the opposite a number of right. times, including on multiple albums that stuff was dragging. This is the first time where I'm like, yeah, I could have used another minute. This is the first album I wish there was more of. Yeah, um, yeah, I could listen to more for sure. I mean, I'm, I, I, I mean, it's a good length. 
I wouldn't oh, yeah, want it no. to be long, but yeah, I want to hear more of this guy for sure. It, it was the right length in that it was long enough to be satisfying, but I didn't, I wasn't it, getting tired it, of it. I wasn't getting bored. I still wanted more. Yeah, it, it's it's super super well done. Easily one of the best electronic records I've heard in a absolutely. very long time. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The only song. other one I can think of that'd be close to this off the top of my head is uh, you've probably heard Matmos. Have you heard of him? He's like he's like experimental. I think he, so. He did an album last year called Plastic Anniversary, where all the sounds like is using like plastic objects. Yeah, that's fun. It, it, yeah, and that's like the only one I can think that like maybe would be in this tier. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention um, the sound effects um, before we get into our summaries. Uh, a lot of electronic mu uh, music will have effects, like they'll have raindrops, they'll have a car engine, they'll have glass breaking. But this album with the effects, it felt like the sound effects that used were not easily identi identifiable. Like in the last song, You Forever, at the beginning there were those kind of sharp sounds which it sound, I wrote that it sounded like a combination of a window breaking and glass shattering, not but not one, but not specifically one of those things. It's like if a like if a window was about to like started to break, but then didn't, and it was muted. And that's one thing I really liked about this album was that the sound effects were not commonplace things. Like you wouldn't think, oh, a car just started. You wouldn't think, oh, something hit a wall. You think, what exactly was that? And there was another one I wrote sounded like a mixture between a, uh, what did I write? Between a creaky door opening and a high-powered electric toothbrush. It's like shit like that. It's like, <laughs> you don't hear that very much. And I thought that was so cool. And it kind of tied into the kind of creepy uh, factor of it. Um, kind of like a horror movie where it gives you something that's unfamiliar. It, it blends the familiar with the unfamiliar, which is what makes it scary. And that's kind of what this album did. You ready to feel very pretentious? Since you both really I mean, we started this, starting this podcast in the first place. Was it? <laughs> so there is there's EDM, right? Which is electronic dance music. There is a subgenre called IDM okay. that this fits into. What's that? What's IDM stand for? Intelligent dance music. Oh, <laughs> oh god! I, let me get well, my fedora out. I mean, we all are card carrying members of Mensa. It is. <laughs> it is the worst name genre of any. It, god. But this I is exactly what that genre is about. I hate myself already. But, but were you to go out and look for more music like this, that's the, that is the genre in that it's, yeah. it is designed around still being listenable while throwing those things at you that you have to sit there and really listen for. It's yeah. kind of the pretentious as all hell to call it that, but right. that's the bucket this fits into, which is a very niche, pretentious genre. But man, this was good. It was God, good. Man, it was so good. Was good. I feel I don't need to ask this question, but which album won this week, boys? <laughs> <laughs> Let me go out on a limb here. <laughs> well, I like to piss Brandon off, so I'm going Green Day. Ah, <laughs> oh, you dickhead. Uh, great album. Now, a uh, tougher question. Is this the album of the year so far? Should we even answer this? I don't know. Should we? We don't have to, but I I, I have not come up with an answer myself yet. This I'm, and Mac I'm Miller not, are very close for I'm me right now. I'm fighting on the same two. Yeah, it's I, tough. I will have to listen to both a lot throughout the year. And I, yeah. I, I, will say, the, I still have Mac Miller at yeah. Back about yeah. this. At, at this moment, I do as well. Yeah. That um, could I'm, change. Yeah, it could change. I'm I, very honestly, I, um, on the fence. I hope Mac Miller isn't the number one album of the year. Oh, just I agree. Because that would yeah. mean we heard the best album of the year in fucking January. Yeah. And Week that would two, be a right? little upsetting. Yeah. I could definitely see, depending on how they keep, this being better than Mac Miller at the end of the year. 
Yeah, I yeah. could see it going either way. And I also hope that we hear better throughout the year. I really hope we I, do. I really hope we get better. But damn, this was a good album. And I really, really hope we stop getting really terrible music. I mean, we... we... We picked the music. We can guard against that. We have it's no one but ourselves to blame. I know, but I'm just so tired of it. I've already heard m- more truly terrible albums this year than I did last year. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm still waiting for that Trump-fueled punk resurgence that I was promised <laughs> four years ago. That's what I was hoping ago. Green Day would be, and it was the furthest thing. I was very that. much not hoping Green Day would do that. Can uh, you imagine how bad this album would have been if it was, not this album, the Green Day album would have been if it had been all about Trump? I would have at least appreciated some edge on it. <laughs> yeah, it might is have been even bad. edgy anymore, uh, though? Yeah, is that it's not like, edgy, uh, but... Well, at but, least, like, some anger. Yeah. Some passion, maybe. They yeah, were way too passion. happy. Yeah. No, they're Green Day. Just they're so rich anymore. They just don't. They're give too a shit, rich to be bad. Showed. Yeah, they just don't give a shit. <sighs> Same with like uh, Blink One Eighty Two's album. That album's garbage because they just don't give a shit anymore. And honestly, if I had that much money, I can't say I blame. It'd be hard to right. Yeah, Blink One Eighty Two at least had a real punk. How did we not mention this, guys? The Alamy stock photo on the album cover. The what? The stock photo on the album cover, complete with the watermark. Was uh, that really how have we not talked about that Wait, yet? Um, against all odds? Yes, on the, it has yes, the watermark, has on, the watermark it? on it. <laughs> I didn't know yes. that. Like, it's not like the super generic. Yeah, like, it's the it's the military guy with, with the, the iPhone. iPhone yeah. And it says Alamy, Alamy, Alamy. It's got the watermark on it. I did. That's yes, beautiful. It's amazing. It makes me appreciate the album even more. I, I gotta look this up right That's now. That's wonderful. I can't. I totally forgot to mention that part. Yeah. I did. I. I listened on my phone. I didn't look closely enough. Yep, it's in the it bottom right. It definitely yeah. does. Yep. Yes, buddy. Oh, that's yep. great. It definitely has the one. Isn't that great? Well, <laughs> so much. Oh, that's fantastic. So good. <laughs> All right, any closing statements for this week? I think that about sums it up. I am glad we agreed on this one. I was, yeah. This I mean, was, I thought we would. This but. was a fun week in that we yeah. had a contender for the best and worst albums of the year in the same and, week. Yeah, and one. Well, Mac so. Miller, Eminem, I felt the same way. Like, this could be the best album and the worst album. I don't, and I Eminem don't feel just got blown out of the floor. <laughs> 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 shit. Eminem's album's looking like a Grammy contender compared to some other shit we've heard. Uh, anyway, um, thank you very much for joining uh, us this evening. Please come back next week. We'll be listening to Pat Matheny's From This Place and Tame Impala's The Slow Rush. So we got some jazz and some psych coming up next week, so that should be interesting. I have not heard anything about either of these albums yet. Will they be more pretentious than intelligent dance music? There's absolutely no way. (laughs) I don't know. We got, like, new jazz and Tame Impala, so it might very well be. Tame Impala's not that pretentious. Maybe not pretentious, but... New jazz, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll find out. I'm looking forward. Join us next week. Thank you very much. Have a good night.